Hey everybody! So today we are going to do something new-ish and I say we because Tommy's back! Yay! If I were cool I would put the cheering sound of applause with that but I'm not so it's not gonna happen. Um, Anyway, so I had an idea since I'm struggling to find things to do for this podcast that aren't like books, etc, etc, is that I would do an episode in, um, what is it called when you do it? Uh, in, it's not in lieu, what am I trying to say? Like in, um, like to give credit to, like in, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to try to do a podcast um, in, this is what I'm saying, it's in, in, like, admiration, like, what's the word I'm looking for, you know what I'm talking about? I think admiration is kind of what you're looking for, I know what you're talking about, I just can't think of the word. In, something, okay, I'm, I'm gonna do an episode, like, dedicated to the podcasts that I love, so I'm gonna kind of mimic the things that they do, and shout them out, and tell you why I like them. And all of those things, because I think that that would be kind of fun. Um, and I can only do one because I couldn't do podcasts the way other people do podcasts because I'm not that talented. So the first one that we are going to do, and it's not always going to be Tommy that does it with me. I have an idea for one with my sister, so hopefully she'll do that. And some I'll just do on my own and whatever. But it's been a while since Tommy's been on the podcast, and he's feeling a little weird about it because <laughs> he said it's been a while. Um, but my very, very, very favorite podcast ever is Brain Candy. It is hosted by Susie Meister and Sarah Rice, and they are two women that came from MTV's The Challenge, which I'm also currently making him watch right now. All the old episodes are on CBS, so... Um, first of all, if that's your thing, or even if it's not, you should go watch it because it's amazing and I'm making him watch them. So this is even more perfect that we're doing this episode together. Um, but then, um, they, I, I want to say like maybe four years ago or so they started a podcast together and for the first part or like when I first started listening to podcasts, they were the first podcast I started listening to and I only listened to the episodes that they talked about the challenge because it was like behind the scenes dirt and information and things like that and I thought that was really cool and then I actually went back and like started to listen to their episodes and I was like holy shit this is amazing so the idea behind brain candy is it's candy for your brain and so it's like they talk about um hot topics and like they talk about articles that they've read and scientific studies and all of these things um I think in the beginning they kind of focus their episodes on a specific topic each episode but then now it's basically just like they come on and they chit chat and they talk about articles that they've read and things like that and I just really like it because um they're both very very intelligent um Susie has her doctorate's degree and Sarah is a therapist and I just feel like they both have a lot of education and they pay attention to things like sources and um you know just like where they get their information and stuff from so they're not just like talking out of their ass about bullshit so I really like that and I started to realize that I would learn a bunch of information when I would listen to their podcast and then I would like be really excited and I would go be like oh my gosh tell me and I would have to tell him like everything that I learned on the podcast and of course most of the stuff that I would tell him he already knew something about because Kalal Tommy knows a little about a lot but 
Um, it was still fun and exciting, and um, it actually like started several conversations between us that we called our podcast conversations, where we would just like sit, and I would tell him something, and we would end up sitting for like an hour just talking about this like one subject or something, um, and we would kind of just like spiral into like these deep conversations that were fueled by this podcast. So. I really, really love this podcast. It's my absolute favorite. I listen to it before I listen to anything else. Like, I have a shit ton of podcast episodes that I am behind on, but I will listen to Brain Candy before anything else. So, if you haven't listened to Brain Candy, I highly recommend it. And if you have, this is going to not do it justice at all because I couldn't find any articles for this episode. So, it's not going to be great, but um, I guess I just wanted some sort of way to say that this is this is my episode for brain candy and this is the best I can do at the moment so here it goes so I literally stopped recording and Tommy tells me the word I was looking for is homage it's really fucking helpful (laughs) when I'm done okay so Originally, my thought process was I was going to look up a bunch of, like, fun, like, because mostly they they talk about, like, science articles and um, mostly, like, science articles. So I was looking for, like, fun science articles to talk about, and um, there is nothing fun to talk about right now because everything is about the coronavirus, all sinus, sinus, science, health, wellness, like, all that stuff is all about coronavirus politics we can't talk about because that's all the same thing like there's nothing there aren't any new things happening and like the economy is like everything is just like on fire right now so nothing there was like nothing good and I scoured I scoured for articles to find to talk about and I couldn't find any so I don't know where they're getting their fun articles for right now because I couldn't find any but this is the best I could do and I have a hodgepodge of random things and I just thought that I would talk about them, and you can chime in with whatever you would like to chime in on. Sound good? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to bring anything to the conversation because all I've been doing is fact checking coronavirus and political stuff. So I don't have anything fun. So hopefully, I'll be helpful. Well, I that's the thing is I think all the things that I did find are are not that. So I'm hoping that you'll just have random information about these things. So. The first one I found is actually, I think it's the only article that I found. Um, And it said that KFC is changing its uh, slogan, it's no longer finger looking good. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't. I don't think I have. It said that um, given the current um, climate right now, it is uh, no longer... um, it doesn't quite fit the current environment. Wait, so that's it's are they saying it's racist or sexist? No, I'm saying I think they're saying you shouldn't be licking your fingers right now because of the coronavirus. Oh, I see. I guess I was taking it the wrong way. I was taking it like cancel culture. I was like going, "Wait, cuz everything's been changing like the Dixie Chicks and things like that." So I'm going Oh, cuz KFC is like South- I see. Right. I was taking it like the wrong way. I was going, "What's racist about everyone <laughs> licks their fingers? That crosses <laughs> All racial lines, all gender lines, everything. But now I understand, yeah, coronavirus, we probably shouldn't be. Well, but then again, our, if we're licking our own fingers. Wait, it does say given the current... I'm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's amid the coronavirus pandemic. So they're not talking about racial things. They're talking, yeah. But the reality is, like, if you're licking your own 
fe- I know you're it, at first they said don't touch your face which is like for what for six months we're not supposed to touch our face thing that's insane I'm wondering if like when you lick your fingers if you get like spit everywhere yeah I mean like if we're, spit particles kind of travel when you do that we're fighting we're fighting to get pe- I mean good for them to do something but we're fighting people to to wear a mask I mean licking fingers is like small <laughs> potatoes yeah uh, uh, mashed potatoes with gravy if you want to actually, you know, be technical about the potatoes. Um, it says 64 years. They've had the, they've ditched the slogan for the first time in 64 years. And they made it seem like, it says they, we find ourselves in a unique situation having an iconic slogan that doesn't quite fit. So they're saying, they're making it seem like they would bring it back after the coronavirus <laughs> is over. I don't. Did you know? That do you know when I say KFC Twitter? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. The KFC Twitter account only follows eleven people. Like they, fast food people? No, they follow all the Spice Girls, which is like what four of them? There's, there's five Spice okay. Girls. Good. So God. five, and they follow six. Uh, five. Yeah, six people named Herb. Okay. Do you get it? Eleven herbs and spice. Uh, Eleven herbs and spices. Oh, that's funny. Why do you know? Why do you know that? I also didn't know that that was like their was that their recipe or something. Yeah, it's like a, I guess a secret recipe. They say it's like uh, the original recipe is. 11 herbs and spices. So it's like a thing that they. Okay, do. so that's funny then that they follow the Spice Girls and and herbs. Do you, I think it's like. And I guess it would be herb. Yeah, I, th- I think you don't call you don't call men herb. No, but I think people that are not English... That's how you say... Isn't that how you say it is herb? In North America, we call them herbs. I'm pretty sure in in um, in Great... Or in um, Europe, they call it herbs. I'm not sure, but it is a little weird if you're, like, coming from Spanish or, or something else and you're going, wait a second. So if it is a plant, it's an herb. But if it's a person, it's a herb. It's a... I think that's tricky, but... It's the English language. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. So, I would like to point out that this is the first one, and you've already had plenty of things to add to the conversation, so don't you worry. you got you got it. You've got plenty. Okay, so that was literally the only article I could find. So, then I started shifting gears, and I was trying to look up interesting articles. I was trying to look up interesting information, interesting facts, blah, blah, blah. So, what I came, what I came to, it was like 101 like interesting facts or something and it's just like these little like picture quote basically things and they're things that you read all day long so probably most of these you already read but I'm just gonna go with them and you're just gonna whatever the first one I think is perfectly fitting and I'm so happy that it worked out this way I didn't do this on purpose but the very first one is actually something that they just talked about on the brain candy podcast so that makes me really happy because I already knew about it and it's because of the podcast that I'm dedicating this episode to so it works out good so it says that Madame Curie's notebooks are still radioactive researchers wishing to study them must sign a waiver in order to do so so they literally just talked about this on the podcast that um, her body and her materials will be radioactive for the next, like, hundred years or something. You, you can't nod your head on a podcast, babe. Sorry, yeah, I already, I, yeah, I did know that, and it's just, it's amazing to me, like, I have not done the research that I need to about her, but we don't talk about her enough and her contribution to science. It's so insane to me, like, she was so pivotable, pivotal. Pivotable? (laughs) 
She's so pivotal in all the technology that we do now. I mean, we wouldn't have gone to space without her. It's just insane. Well, and that's something that they also mention is that there are people like her that you know of, like you hear and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 I know her. But then you know nothing about her. Like it's and it's like it's like bad. It sucks that you there's people. I actually love this because I am currently right now with the homeschooling Zoom schooling climate. Um, me and the girl that I nanny for are going through. She has a women in science book, and so we're going through all of these women scientists, and we're just devoting like one day to each of them, and we're just reading their story, and she's coloring a picture, which was idea for her to color while she's working and um I think it's just fun and also my boss I just talked to my boss about it and she loves it and she's so happy that we're doing it so um I'm sure she'll be in the book but um they said that it'll be for the next hundred years is there a reason why it's like a hundred years specifically or is that just like a guess or like it's I'm not a scientist but it's something to do with the half-life of um what she, like the materials that she was working with like it's just like everything else everything is biodegradable and sometimes like some of those things um it, it's going to hold on to your your particles of the things that you're around for for a very long time mm. it's just what it is so yeah so they talked about that and they talked about um i feel like there was something else um that they oh oh they were saying like well if she's working on these chemicals like you would think that that is what killed her but she actually lived to be like 80 something or something so so realistically like if this was she was around all this bad like and i think that is what ended up killing her was she got like cancer or something and it was caused by like radio radio radioactive waves um but i mean she lived to be like 80 something or something like that so I mean, there are people that get lung cancer and they've never smoked a cigarette and been around anybody that's ever smoked a cigarette. And there's people that are 100 and something years old. And they, it just all depends on your genes, I think. Okay, next. A hippo can open its mouth wide enough to fit a four-foot-tall child inside. I believe that only because of the the TikTok that we saw. I know. We did. Was that? Wait. Was that the watermelon ones, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. We we watched a TikTok where it was like eating a watermelon and it was like munching it. But a watermelon is like a foot tall, and a four foot tall child is a lot bigger. Yeah, but watching that, I could you could tell that those jaws could do a lot more damage. And I was just the only thing I would think of like and this is gonna sound gross, but probably not getting a lot of that kid because it didn't get a lot of that watermelon. Oh yeah, it like splattered it all to the sides and stuff. So it's like just munching and getting like fifty percent of it. That's disgusting. Um, what I feel like I was gonna say watermelons. <laughs> I feel like watermelons look cute. Uh, I feel like hippos look really cute, especially at the zoo because like they're in that tank underwater. The St. Louis Zoo has an amazing, amazing hippo little area, and there's like all these hippos, and you can see them swimming under the water, and you can see them pop their little heads out and stuff. And I feel like they look really cute. But then when you see like a video of them like up close in their fucking mouths, it's like kind of terrifying. Hippos have, like, the greatest uh, publicists of all the animal kingdom because, like, <laughs> everyone thinks they're cute, but they're, like, they're vicious. If you look it up, like, those things are not, they're very dangerous. Uh, who's your publicist? Um, <laughs> uh, okay, the next one. Guinness Book of World Records holds the record for being the most often stolen book from public libraries. I love that fact. I think I, it's fun. I love that. I actually, I know a little bit about the Guinness Book of Records because the book he gave me. What book? The Goodness of Guinness. 
that the Guinness Book of uh, World Records is actually by the beard Guinness. Oh, that makes sense because I'm looking at this picture and it looks like the Guinness symbol for beer. So I never realized that they were connected. Yeah, the whole time, I, my whole life, I didn't think, I thought it was a coincidence until I read that book. And it was a, it was a publicity thing. It was supposed to be a one-off thing. And it's become its own, its own thing, which I think is kind of fun. This one, I feel like you told me, it says Coca-Cola would be green if coloring wasn't added to it. Why would it be green? It's, it's just the chemicals and everything that's in it. Like, I think. That's terrifying. I think all soda would be green if. I guess Mountain Dew's green. Is that dyed though? I bet it's dyed. Uh, probably not as much as like Coca-Cola and stuff, but there's a lot of things that are dyed. Coca-Cola is like radioactive. Isn't Coca-Cola really? It's Coca-Cola uh, is really battery they're acid. For, well, they're, well, no, uh, all soda will dissolve like battery acid and things like that. But like Mountain Dew is bad because of it. It really hurts your sperm count. And that's your favorite, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> It's not root beer is my favorite, but yeah, Mountain Dew is a, a go-to. I was actually thinking about that when I was uh, when me and uh, your brother were doing all that work with your grandfather. It was like all we had was beer and Mountain Dew, and I was having to think in my head, like, wait a second, do I want to get drunk at you know in the <laughs> afternoon, or am I gonna just like lower my sperm count to nothing? Like I was like, <laughs> this is not working out either way. I love that that's what pops into your fucking head when you drink a Mountain Dew now. Um, this one I just thought was cute. It said, cows have best friends and experience stress when they are removed from them. That's so sad. I recently, I think, read that and it made me sad too. It also made me think of the, uh, I think maybe, I'm going to just keep on saying TikTok, but it reminded me of the TikTok with the donkey. Oh, oh, that was another thing. This is just going to be a fucking episode where we talk about TikTok. Apparently, there's a TikTok that we saw where um, this girl, I guess, like, has made friends with a donkey that lives on, like, a farm or something, and she had been gone for two weeks, and so she came, and it, the, the noises that it made, it was, like, in pain. It was so happy to see her, and it was the most sad thing I've ever seen in my life. It was so, so pitiful. Um, it said approximately 2,500 left-handed people die a year as a result of using equipment designed for right-handed people. I've, I've heard that statistic too. It's just, I guess because I'm biased because I'm right-handed. Must be nice. It's hard to, I, 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 it's really hard for a right-handed person. I think maybe this is, you know, when people talk about all biases, it's so hard to see another person's, um, handicaps and difficulties if you are not that way, because it's just, it. It's well, not. it's we have talked about this before because I am left-handed. We have talked about this before about things that people take for granted that and this is this is listen. This is I am not trying to like I I've checked my privilege at the door like I am a fully privileged white woman, but people don't realize the things that are just natural and they're made for right-handed people that left-handed people just have to deal with. And, like, I can't think of a lot of examples, but, like, I know, like, school desks that are attached. Like, your right arm is always attached and, like, you know, left-handed people. That's why I swear to God that's the reason why I turned my paper, like, all the way to the side to write. And I think it's because I was able to, like, swoop my arm around the top of the desk because I didn't have a place to put my arm. I don't know. There's just a lot of things that are built for right-handed people. I would say everything is built for right-handed people and nothing is built for left-handed people unless it's specifically built for left-handed people. And then 
I will say, in my situation, why this is so, like, oh, fuck to, like, read is because when I was younger, I used to play softball, and my dad forced me to throw and like I was right-handed. He forced me to play softball like I was right-handed. And so I feel like because of that, I use my right hand for most of the things that I do, and I use my left hand for, like, writing. But that worries me because if there's a machine that I'm probably using wrong because I'm left-handed but I'm using it with my right hand because I think that I can't, like, that kind of concern. I mean, not that I'm operating heavy machinery. <laughs> right. like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, what factory are you working in that you're going to lose an arm or something like that? I do, uh, I think half my family is left-handed and half my family is right-handed. Who in your family is left-handed? I can't tell you. Oh, yeah, let's I, not say it over the... Oh, it's also, I'm, I'm about to tell a story, but I was going to say that sometimes oh. also when you grow up with soap siblings i was i wasn't listening to the issues with left-handed people because i have a certain sister that i won't name that's left-handed and she would always go on these huge diatribes about how her life was so much worse off because she was left-handed <laughs> and i remember one time she said think about going into like if you go into a building where's the door handle it's on your right it's really awkward to grab it the other way and i was like yeah I, I got that, but the door handle doesn't move, so when you leave the, the room, and we got into this huge fight when she was trying to explain to me that it didn't it didn't matter, but it doesn't, that's one of those things, it doesn't matter, right? Because it's on your left when you're going in, it's oh, on yeah. your right when you're going out, but she had this idea that her life was so much harder because... <laughs> Listen, I don't know which sister that is, but I feel her. Um, this one I just thought was fun just because it says that when there's a statue dedicated to a person that has a horse in it, if the horse has both front legs in the air, that means the person died in battle. If the horse has one front leg in the air, the person died as a result of wounds received in battle. And if the horse has all four legs on the ground, the person died of natural causes. I can't even think of anything that has a horse in it, but... We're we're taking all those down, but... um, Oh, yeah. uh, That's... I mean, really? this guy looks like he was battling, like, Britain or something. He doesn't look like he was battling in the Civil War or anything. That's really cool, though. I love those kind of things. I've never heard of that, but that's that's super cool. Yeah, I think that was kind of fun. I, I'm pretty sure there's a horse statue at the art museum. Is that? I'm pretty sure that's true. We'll have to look that uh, up. I've, I've never been to the art museum. Uh, I think that's a lie. I think we went. We did not. I took my other boyfriend. <laughs> I did not know uh, you. <laughs> Um, okay, I think that's all I have, and then I have some idioms. <laughs> idioms. Okay, so something I love, which I do have those, I really love etymology. I really like finding out where words came from, but then this is also idioms, which is basically the same as etymology, it's just for like a phrase instead of a word. So it's basically like where the phrase comes from sort of thing. So the first one I have is always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Do you know where that came from? No, but it's probably going to be a good story. So it said that it first came from a Victorian music hall tune, Why Am I Always a Bridesmaid? But then it garnered popularity after there was an ad for Listerine, and it said, often a bridesmaid, but never a bride. And it took a picture of this woman who's like looking like, oh my gosh, poor me. And it was saying that her solution to finding love would be to cure her bad breath. I think that that's actually a pretty uh, a pretty good ad like campaign. I think it's weird. Um, also, the air conditioning turned off, so we'll see how that affects the sound. I feel like it's gonna be really echoey in here, but it's fine. Um, do you know where "close but no cigar" comes from? 
Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Um, yeah, it's something about winning something. You would get a cigar. I don't, I've, I've been told this, I can't remember. Something about if you would win, you would get a cigar. Um, fairgrounds used to give cigars to winners instead of toys. Um, and it was nearly impossible at rigged carnival games, and thus the Indian was born. Um, and then the first evidence of someone saying this comes from a film script for Annie Oakley in 1935. That's, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. My dad used to say, uh, and I always want to know where, I don't know if this is on your list, but um, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Have you ever heard that? Um, yeah, but I thought that was almost or something. Also, Molly is snoring so fucking loud. Um, I, I, I thought it was like almost only ca- or I guess it is close. I've heard that. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. That's not on my list. Um, and then I interrupted myself. Oh, that's it. Those are the only idioms that I thought were interesting. Mm. What is that? Two? I don't know. Um, the next thing has nothing to do with anything, but, um, one time when I was nannying for the family that I nanny for, the youngest child and I saw a purple car and then we were running errands a lot that day, and then we saw, like, a brown car, and then we saw a yellow car, and then we saw a green car, and then we ended up seeing, like, every single color car, and we saw, we even saw, like, pink, like, we saw literally every single color car, and so then it became, like, a thing that day, like, we ran errands, like, all day long, it was, like, a, it was, like, a busy day, I don't know what the fuck we were doing, but, um, it was, like, a really fun thing for him, like, we were just, like, looking for, like, specific cars, and it's hard to find cars that are purple or pink or whatever, um, and so I think that because of that, he has this like in his head and this was like a year, two years ago. I don't know. But he asked me when we were walking the other day, he asked me why, or he asked me how many pink cars there are in the world. And I was like, I have no idea, but I'm sure I could look up like a percentage. The only thing that I was able to find is from like a survey or something of 2012, but it took a poll or it took a survey of some sort and it said that over 70% of cars produced globally are one, two, three, four different colors. Can you guess what colors those are? Four? Mm-hmm. 70. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say black. Is that on the list? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, silver. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, blue? Mm-mm. Blue's not on that list. Mm-mm. And this is in the world? Mm-hmm. Um, white? Mm-hmm. What's the fourth one? Um... <laughs> I hope you can hear Molly snoring. I mean, the only other one I, I could think of would be red. No, gray. Gray well, and silver oh, are the so, same. Oh, that's I know. That's, I know. Fair. I feel like gray and silver are the same. So 70% of cars are white, what's, black. What's, what's number five? Listen, 70% of the cars are white, black. And gray slash silver. Okay. That's 70. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. And then it says um, red, blue, and brown slash beige cars ranged between 6% and 10% each. So they make up. Oh, wait. That's kind of a lot. Right? Maybe not. And then it says all other colors amounted to less than 5%. Mm -hmm. So total out of all the cars... Only 5% of cars are green, pink, purple, yellow. That's wild I mean, to me. That makes sense 
for me, I've got three things about this. One. No, I know. I I do understand that, like, the most common cars are, like, black and white. And I, I do understand that. But I'm just saying, like, think about, I feel like I see a green car, like, every day. Like, a dark green. But that those are the ones that stand out. Yellow. I've had, I can't even remember how many vehicles I've had. And I've only had black, white, or silver, gray. And it's that's making, not just by choice. It's making me nostalgic for my cobalt because I had a, a cobalt that was almost purple it was like so sparkly blue it was almost purple and now it's making me nostalgic for it because now i just have a fucking white car i think if if i had to guess blue is probably number five because blues are pretty pretty. oh i would say red reds are pretty up there too but uh do you know i think you know that that red is um i don't know if this is still true but red and yellow well no that red was the highest uh if you had a red vehicle that your insurance went up the highest and yellow yellow is the lowest because mm. you'd see it. Yellow, I thought. Mm-mm. I almost got a yellow car and everybody told me not to because mm-hmm. I was going to get pulled over. You have to look that up. I'm almost positive that if you do, it's it's less. I'm pretty sure it's red and yellow. Well, you caught the fact check. I would say beige. You. I'm, I, I think that red makes people think that they're, they're going to drive fast, but I think yellow is safe. I don't think anybody's buying yellow trying to be a speedster. A hot yellow? I don't know. Uh, I might be wrong, but I thought that yellow was... We're going to do a Dax Shepard at the end of this and fact check. I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. That's for another day. Well, uh, I had one more, and I think you probably know this one. That that when uh, Henry Ford came out with Model T, they all had to be black because he was trying to get the price down as low as possible. And so having different colors would make it more expensive. And so all the other, like Chevrolet and all these other companies, they started becoming popular because they gave more options. But for a very long time... If you want to afford it, it was black. Hmm. I think I think we have talked about that. Um, so also on this, and this is on Wikipedia too, so who fucking knows? It also had like little things. It said financial impacts of color choice. Silver is a popular color for rental vehicles. Cars that are silver silver retain their value better than any color, reselling for around ten percent more than white cars. Which I think is wild. Uh, I don't know. I think that makes sense though. Oh, and this right here says <laughs> A common belief is that red cars cost more to insure. <laughs> oh, look at that. So I guess it's probably not right. It says, in fact, insurers do not take color into account. But well, I don't... I was completely wrong. Okay. It also says gender differences. A 2013 survey found that men were 12% more likely to prefer a red car, while women were 9% more likely to prefer silver. Mm-hmm. This research suggests that this... The research suggested this may indicate that women are more likely to prefer practical cars while men may be like more likely to prefer less practical but more fast and fun cars, which I think makes sense. Not you. You want a black Audi. You want all I, black, I, everything. I have it's a, fine. I have a black Audi, but no, I, I, I would never do like red specifically because I think that red is – it doesn't age well. Mm-hmm. So like if you see a car that's even five years um, – I don't know if this is a fact or not. It just seems like the color red changes. Don't wear blue ruffles. Kind of. I mean, I think that black is to black. Prom. I think black is black, period. But red, if you look at a car that was 10 years older than now and a car 20 years older than now, and they were both like red, it just, the red changes. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, I think the color changes. Not that it ages and changes, but the formula and the paint, the side changes. I do know, not that this is the same, but I thought that this might have something to do with the pink thing. But I did see that it said pink is like... 
people don't buy it because it's feminine. People don't buy it because it's this. And then it doesn't sell, so then they don't make it. And that's why they don't make it. But um, I do know that, like, in makeup, like, pigments, like, reds are hard to make the pigment for. So I don't know if, like, paint is the same. If, like, paint is difficult to make that, like, pigment. I don't know. I don't know how cars are painted, but... I don't know. I would think that black would probably be the easiest. And I think that silver would kind of not be that easy. But I think that most people don't like those bright colors because you're going to stick out. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, what was it? Oh, uh, back to the blue ruffles thing. You know how people always say, like, what's, like, one piece of advice that, like... Well, I think you should explain the blue ruffles. Thing. I know. I'm going to. But, like, you know how people always say, like... Um, like what's one piece of advice, like the best advice that your mom ever gave you or something, or like the best, like da, 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 da. I feel like, and maybe this is something that I've just like forced you to say, cause I bring it up every time it applies because I feel like it applies constantly because you just like things to be classic and nice and whatever. So I feel like I bring it up all the time, but, um, his dad told him once, don't ever, you don't wear blue ruffles to prom. Because you will look back on those pictures and you will regret it and like you just get a simple black tuxedo because it's classic and it won't ever go out of style. And so this applies to like literally everything that we talk about. It always comes up where it's like, nope, (laughs) like don't wear blue ruffles. And I feel like this is like going to be like your mantra, Mm -hmm. like forever. Like I feel like if you wrote a book or something like this would be like the tag. Don't don't wear blue ruffles would be the title. Yeah. It might be. My dad actually, it's, it's a story because he told me, he showed me the picture so your his, dad actually did yes, wear the blue. Yeah, yeah. His senior prom, he wore a baby blue powdered uh, tuxedo with frills, and he had an afro. And he said, "Do you think I look smart?" And an I said, afro. He had an afro. I've never seen your dad I with see, hair. So. I swear to God, he had an afro. Uh, he still has a picture. So, but he showed me, and he showed me his best friend who's wearing just a classic tuxedo. And he goes, "Which one of us looks better?" And I said, "Your friend. You look like an idiot." And he said, "Yeah, don't wear blue ruffle tuxedo to your prom. Be classic." And I've always believed that. I do. I think that's a great book title. If you ever wrote a book, not that you would, but if you ever wrote a book, Don't Wear Blue Ruffles is like the best. Um, Okay. So that was all of the idioms and the car nonsense in the middle. And then I have etymology, which I think is also fun. So I think we've talked about these a lot. We've talked about avocado, right? The, where the word avocado comes from. Silence. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm bad at the silences. I'm trying to remember. I know we've talked about I'm In my head, I'm thinking about all the other things about avocado, and I'm trying to remember the name. It's possible that I also heard this on Brain Candy, and we didn't actually talk about this. All I can remember about avocados right now is that it's really good fat in the seeds. Yes, because we're trying to eat Mediterranean-like. Um, the word avocado comes from the Aztec word ahuacato, uh, I don't know, which means testicle. Aside from the similar shape, avocados also act as an aphrodisiac. Um, so it's testicle fruit. Nope, did not know that. What is the one green, what were we talking about? The word, I I thought the word avocado meant green, or wasn't there something about like avocado meant green something and you, no. it was saying like, was it named for the avocado or was it, or was that orange? orange. No, we were talking about orange. We No one knows. I feel like green, I don't know. Okay. Nimrod. Uh, yeah, I, oh God, I know this. It's based on a person. It's, um, um, on, oh man, I know this. It's based on a guy 
And I can't remember what it is yet that could tell me. It says, Nimrod actually means skillful hunter. The word comes from Nimrod, the great-grandson of Noah, one of the most powerful biblical kings. It sounds like a compliment, right? During the golden age of American animation, Bugs Bunny called Elmer Fudd a Nimrod in an episode of Looney Tunes. Um, It said it's kind of like calling your friend Einstein after he makes a really dumb statement. And the sarcasm just stuck. Which I think is amazing because people do that people call people they're like oh nice job einstein nimrod is a compliment but when you say it like an insult it's not an insult that's just great writing though for looney tunes yeah you know that writer's got to feel and then uh, that sucks because that writer for like his the rest of his or her life is going but nobody got the joke that was such a such a top hat joke that nobody got it um handicap mm-hmm it said it originated from a 17th century English trading game, Hand and Cap. The game involves two players and an arborator or umpire. The players would present two possessions they like to trade. The umpire would then decide whether the possessions were of equal value or not, and if they weren't, they would calculate the discrepancy. The owner of the lesser object would make up the difference with money, and then the participants would place forfeit money into it. I didn't read all of this. But basically... That makes sense when you're, like, when you have a handicap in, like, a game. Like, we've played darts. And you have a handicap. You have a handicap in a game, and it's, like, you get extra points because you suck. Or or in golf. You would never have thought, would you have, that that a person who we consider handicapped and, like, your golf handicap, like, the golf or the sport one came first. Oh, yeah, you would think that people got, like, the game the game word handicapped from people that are handicapped. And they were like, oh, well, this so, is, like, a a thing. It's, like, a whatever. So, in a way, if you think about it, if, if the term came into sports through people being handicapped, you can look at that as almost like a derogatory term, right? Super but, insulting, I would think. But the fact that it doesn't, somebody... It makes logical sense that someone go, well, wait a second, they they do have some things that's going to hold them back a little bit. So they're handicapped because of these things. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, well, and it makes the words seem less dirty, I think, even though, like, society has probably turned it, like, really shitty. But I think that it makes it seem, like, a lot more, like, um, normal. Like, right? Like, not normal, but, like, you know. Yeah, I'm in mean, place, maybe, or no, not like. I mean, not- it's it's logical. It makes I mean, it makes logical sense. I still think that, you know, like you said, it doesn't really matter where the the term came from. It depends on how people used it. Right. I I mean, I think it's gotten fucking drugged through the mud. But, um, salary. Uh yeah, I do know this salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the Romans? Latin. It comes from salaria, meaning salt yeah. money. Salt was used. It was referred to as white gold. Um, and it was used for payment. I think Roman soldiers were paid. I think Roman soldiers were paid in salt. Oh, it says Greece and Rome. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Roman Empire continued to use this form of payment, and it took the name salary, and it was given to the workers always at the end of the month. Um, muscle. I feel like, I, I swear we've talked about this before. Muscle? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, in old Latin, it meant small mice because muscles looked like mice under the skin, which is kind of creepy. 
Yeah, I don't really like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> Lukewarm. We've talked about this one, I feel like. Or I knew this one. Maybe I just read etymology by myself. I know lukewarm is in the Bible, but no, I don't know. Lukewarm. Luke means warm, so it's warm, warm. It's like warm, warm. So it's like garlic aioli? <laughs> yes. It's like, what is it? Middle, av- up, like middle class, middle, average, middle, or some, uh, but never mind. So it's... <laughs> So you're talking about like lukewarm is something that should be on like the dial dial of your like washer. It's like you have hot hot and you have hot warm like you know warm warm. You have hot and cold and warm and you have warm warm which is like so lukewarm. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> which is warm warm is like in between. I don't know. That's just what it is. It's interesting because the way that we use the word means that something that used to be hot is now warm. So, warm, warm, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, so the last little category I have is, like, things that you got wrong, which maybe you've heard about on your podcast. This is not to talk about everyone else's podcast, but you listen to the, what's it called, Things You're Wrong About or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of my favorite podcasts. It's, it's called Things You Were Wrong About. So, it goes back in, like, things that you've thought were facts and they're absolutely not facts so have you heard this one um it says that the great wall of china is not visible from space yeah and i remember the story of like how that came about that people said that but it's it's not there's a lot of things that are visible by in space but that is not one it said it was probably hyperbole to explain how enormous the wall is it says that you can't see the wall after clearing 180 miles of atmosphere but it said that you can see light sometimes well i mean that makes sense um, if you drop a penny off the Empire State Building, it is not deadly. That's, um, you know, that's physics. Yeah, because it says that at some point after, I want to say if it says after, yeah, after 50 miles per hour, it's, it doesn't go any faster. Like, it maxes out. Um, that the worst case scenario, it would just, like, sting if somebody dropped it. Who thought that somebody actually, like, died because a penny fell? There's a lot of those things that people have, like, said over the, uh, like, about, like, what, those the snakes coming out of your toilet and biting you in the butt or something like that? That never what? happened. You've never heard of, like, toilet snakes. When I say toilet snakes, do you know what I'm talking about? No, and now I'm terrified. Oh, it doesn't exist. It's not What's a toilet snake? There was this myth that, like, that snakes would creep up through your drains and, like, into your toilet. I'm so sorry to anybody that's listening right now. Oh, my <laughs> it's God. A, it's a thing, so. That snakes would go, now I'm. I'm clenching my butt right now. Why? It's just, they have all these old wives, uh, wives tales. My question is, like, I wonder how many penny, and I think probably, I've never been to the Empire State Building, but they're probably not a way for you to throw a penny off of it. I'm pretty sure those windows are locked. Yeah, I don't think you can. I'm pretty sure I have, I don't know why I know that, but I'm pretty sure the windows are locked. But, um, do you think it would be funny if... T- if people just like set pennies on the ground around the Empire State Building so that people walk up to it and then they're like, oh my God, look, people drop pennies out of the Empire State Building. I mean, if you're going to do that, then might as well bring some red paint or something like that. Oh, God. Um, this one, I don't know how to process. It says that dogs don't sweat by panting and salivating. It says that when you see them panting, drooling, that's like humans. The thought was that it was like human stripping and. Truth, 
Dogs have sweat glands all over their body and they sweat primarily through their foot pads. When they're panting, oh, they're regulating body temperature. Okay, so panting is right. This just was like about the salivating, so never mind. Our dogs don't drool, so. Well, even, yeah, I never thought that. No, I didn't either. I thought it was saying that panting, they don't pant to cool themselves down. But they do, they so do. never mind. Yeah. That's That was a, that was a, my Hashtag bad. Hashtag whoever said, like, thought that doesn't have a dog. Well, it's Our just, dogs sweat. It says, no, but it says that they don't sweat by salivating. So people were thinking that their drool was sweating. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody who has a dog think would think that. Okay, I don't know. I didn't mean to. Um... Uh, this one says drinking does not actually make you warmer. No, and a lot of people have died by hypothermia thinking that. It actually cools you down. Yes, that's what it says. It says that it dilates our blood vessels, forcing our blood closer to the surface of our skin and closer to the nerve receptors. That's the feeling part. The reality sets in when cold air steals the heat, which originally was stored safely in our cores. Hypothermia may ensue. Um, this is so funny because this just happened. We just, I was like with my aunt over the weekend and, um, she was telling me to drink and I would be warmer because I was freezing and that didn't happen, but I was. I mean, it's a yes and no. I mean, the reality is you would feel warmer. Does it make, cause it makes you like flushed. Yeah. So like the blood vessels, uh, I think they, that's why you get kind of red when you drink. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the blood vessels um, get closer to your to your skin, and so that's why people get kind of like rosy cheeks or whatever, and that makes you feel warm. But what the reality is, it cools you down, and so people would die of hypothermia because of that. This one says that goldfish actually have fine memories, which doesn't help my um, statement that I have the memory of a goldfish because apparently... I have the memory of whatever kind of fish Dory is and not a goldfish. Yeah, I've heard that too, but now we have to figure out, like, who has the shortest. It says that a goldfish has a memory. People think that a goldfish has a memory of only 30 seconds. So when it's dying, it thinks it's been dying all its life, which is fucked up that people thought that. Um, But it says, in reality, goldfish have a memory span of up to three months, and they can be taught to follow a routine and tell time. And high school students have gotten in on the action of... Oh, wait. Never mind. That's not, that's not part of it. Um, it just says that they can they can mm. have a memory for... I, that's not where I thought you were going. I thought you were saying that high school students have the shortest memory. I was going to say, yeah, probably. Oh, I mean, fuck. Madison, are you out there? Um, this says, you probably believe that carrots are good for your eyes. That is World War II British propaganda. Yeah, I knew that too. Same thing with, with uh, spinach. I think we did know this. And then the spinach was just like a marketing thing for Popeye. No. 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 Spinach was a decimal point error in a book. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah. Explain. It was just, it was, it was, uh, how much iron is in spinach and it was a decimal point error that it made it seem like, I don't remember what it is, but spinach has the same amount of iron as watermelon does, but the decimal point made it seem like it had so much spinach. So all the doctors and everyone was, uh. That's why disinformation can cause problems. Yeah. Make sure you check your sources. It says, during the Battle of Britain, the Brits wanted to keep their radar a secret from the Germans, so they started a campaign claiming carrots gave their pilots night vision, which is weird. Um, this one makes me so happy. 
It says, don't use the dishwasher, that's a waste of water. Doing them by hand is worse. In order to use less water and still wash the same number of dishes as a modern dishwasher, you'd have to run the faucet for less than two minutes and clean eight play settings. Unless you're ninja fast, you're probably better off using the dishwasher. This makes me so happy. I have the fucking biggest phobia. I don't know where it originated. I don't know. I hate, hate when someone, namely my husband because he likes doing it, wants to wash dishes by hand because it gives me the heebie-jeebies. I think they need to be in the dishwasher and they need to be sterile and they need to be like blasted to smithereens by the heat and it makes my skin crawl to think about dishes being washed by hand. I never, I've never said that it, it does a better job washing it by hand. Oh, I didn't say that you did. I just have heard the argument that you should wash them, if you wash them by hand, that you're saving water. Mm. I've heard that argument. That's That doesn't make any sense. Because when you take a shower, you use way less water than you do taking a bath. So no, it doesn't make any sense. But I prefer to wash dishes by hand because it's nostalgia because I didn't have my first dishwasher until I was in college. You're old. Well, no, I mean, they existed. We just didn't have them. I know, but you're still old. We were washing dishes for nine people. Yeah. Um, we, when we were in Vermont, we had a choice between an apartment that had a washer and a washer and dryer or a dishwasher. And I chose dishwasher because it gives me the heebie-jeebies. I just don't like it. My mom tries to do it too. And it just makes my skin crawl and makes me feel so... I don't remember that we had that choice, but you picked Not in our building. It was, we were picking between two apartments. No, we were not picking. You were picking. Oh, I was picking. I was picking. Yeah, that was never brought to my, that was never brought to my attention. I I, did not know that. I do know that you preferred the one that we ended up picking, so it was fine. And I think that it was a lot nicer than the other one anyway, so I think it all worked out fine. But it was definitely like a huge motivator for me because I was like, they have a dishwasher. And I remember, I feel like when we first got to Vermont, when we were telling people where we lived or, or when we were talking, we talked about how we had an air conditioning unit and we had a dishwasher and people were like, oh, you're fancy. Because <laughs> it, it was like not a thing. Like not a lot of people had dish. I remember I worked for a family in Vermont and their dishwasher was like half the size of a regular dishwasher. And I was like, what the, f-? because like, it's just not a thing. Probably because Vermont is like trying to conserve fucking water and some shit, but they're actually not. Actually not. Because it doesn't. Whatever. Um, this one is that rolling your tongue is a genetic trait. It's actually just something that you can learn. Can you roll your tongue? No. Try. I can't. I, there's no try. <laughs> like if it, that's if you know how to do it. And I've always like same. I think the same thing with people that wiggle their ears. They're like just try. It's like that's something you can't. You can't just do that. Yeah. You can either do it or don't. No, but it's saying that you can learn. Oh, I heard that wrong. I it's, guess no. I, it's it's are not. You sure? It's yeah. It's, it's saying not. It's a genetic? saying they that teachers always use it when they're teaching genetics, but it's not an inherited trait. It's learned. Oh. They just haven't figured out how to do it, and once you figure it out, you can do it okay. automatically. Well, of all the things I need to figure out in my life, that's you know at thirty three. It's not high on the list. Yeah, I mean, and you know, Jesus was 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 picking twelve disciples at thirty three. I think that me spending time trying to roll my tongue would be disrespectful. Okay, we didn't need to go there. It's fine. Okay, this is the very very last one that I have. 
Um, and I think it's also perfect because on the Brain Candy, in just about every episode, they have a poop story. They talk about poop stories. They talk about people that poop on campuses, on the lawns. They talk about the poop knife. Have you heard of the poop knife? Ever in your life? People have a certain serrated knife that they use to break up large poops in their toilet. No. No. Uh, no. <laughs> what the fuck? No, no. I, uh, I don't do a lot of poop talking think... either, so this is going to be weird. I don't think that I've ever seen your face make the faces that you just made. So, this is, I think, what started all their poop conversations is that somebody sent them an article or something. I think it was on Reddit, and it was about, they were like, Are, am I alone? Does anybody else have this in their family? We have this, like, long, serrated, probably like a bread knife that they keep in their bathroom and that people can... <laughs> God. <laughs> and that people can cut up their large poops so it goes down the drain. <laughs> Dude, get some plumbing. Like, figure that out. I don't that even, That was like, my thing. I was oh, like... Oh, man. I was like, who's pooping in your toilet? An elephant was... Like, get what? Get some plumbing, man. Look. Oh, So, my that God. was the start of it. And then... So, now it's... I think people do it funnily, but people send them articles. Um, and so, people send in them articles about people that poop. There's... They always have articles about poop. And now the dogs are getting a little stir crazy. So, we need to be finished. Definitely about poop. Right? I know. They were like, oh, I poop. I have big poops. Um, okay, so this one says, you've probably been pooping wrong your whole life, and this is something I knew. And it says, when squatting on the toilet, mm. pooping takes less time and effort because the colon is fully relaxed. So go get a stool and make stool properly. And I've seen diagrams. This is not the best one, but I've seen it where it shows, like, your your insides and your digestive and, like, whatever. And it shows, like, that it creates, like, a clear path when your legs are up, like, when you're knees are hiked up like when you're in a squatting position that's why they invented the squatty potty because it like flows through a lot easier and when you're when you're sitting at a toilet seat like regularly like something is like like kind of like bent and it's like more difficult to poop and I will tell you I have never used a squatty potty but I have children that I nanny for that have stools in the bathroom and so if you just like set your foot your feet on a stool when you're going to the bathroom it makes going to the bathroom when you're going poop much more enjoyable and his face is so disgusted (laughs) have you ever pooped with your feet up like that I have no comment I don't want to talk about poop like I'm just not I don't talk about poop but I would say like my father and my father before him and my father's father before him, all these other people. I don't think it's that of all the things, you know, climate change is ruining the world right now. Like, let's talk about climate change. Let's not talk about like someone. People are obsessed with this thing, like certain things that don't matter. I don't think that people pooping with their feet on the floor is really that that's going to change. Things. I'm not saying that it's like, you know, detrimental to our health. I am just saying that the poop comes out easier when you're sitting that way. I know. Uh, what I'm saying is like, I've seen this so many times. It's like, if you show me proof that it's going to like your life expectancy, you know, increases by five years or something, I'm going to start listening, but I've seen this 
so many times. It's like, why are people so Well, way to be a Debbie Downer on the last one I have. I was like, all right, we're going to end it with the poop story because they always have a poop story. I've just seen it. And then you're like, wah, wah. I've just seen it so many times. It's the weirdest. And I don't like to talk about poop. So when I see it, it makes me feel funny. Okay. Well. Sorry, toots. Well, on that note, that's all I have. If you have not listened to the Brain Candy, I feel like I tell everybody to listen to it. And I feel like it's not everybody's cup of tea and I don't know why. But um, I freaking love it. I freaking love those girls. If you have seen the challenge, then you will also probably like it because you already know those girls. But I just really like it. I've learned a, a shit ton from their podcast and I just really like it. And it's really enjoyable. And it's usually like this. It's very silly and very lighthearted and they don't take anything super seriously. But they are on the right side of politics and they're on the right side of, you know, science and things like that. And I just really appreciate it. And they also have like lots of, they also are like very like women power and things like that. And they have like um real cute like stuff that they have like for sale in their like store or whatever and it's all like very sciencey and nerdy and things like that and I just really like it and I think that they are setting a good example for women and for people in general and um it's my favorite and it's funny and it's informative and I learn and I love it and if you have not heard the brain candy then you should go listen to them and hopefully This was good enough and did enough justice. And thank you so much for helping me to have silly conversations about the random facts that I looked up because there are no good articles to talk about right now. You're very welcome. (laughs) And you don't want to chow it out. Molly, do you want to chow it out? She was moving her mouth, but she's not going to chow it out. Okay, chow!